This is episode 24 of Essential Oils by Design. Hi everyone, you're listening to Essential Oils by Design the podcast about essential oils and human design and how they work so beautifully together. We're your hosts, Roz Isbell and Nani Chasire, and there's three things that we're both passionate about. Essential oils, human design, and making the world a better place by helping people get both in their lives. Hi, everyone. It's just me this week. No Nani. Nani has some family commitments that have kept her away from our recording today. But you know what? That's one of the beautiful things about doing what we do is that we can be there for our families when they need us. And so today you have just me. I hope you can uh, handle my voice for the next little while as I talk to you about something that has always really interested me about human design. And that is... Where did it come from and how did it come about and what does it mean? All of those sorts of questions. Hopefully I'll be able to answer some of those questions or even maybe parts of those questions for you today. And I think some of you will be more interested in this information than others, but it does help every one of you to have a bit of an understanding about where this system came from and what it represents and you know its place in history and perhaps even a little bit about where it's headed and I just want you to know that this is the version that I know this is the version that I've read about and that I've heard about from various teachers so just bear that in mind that there are perhaps some little diversions from various stories but this story is as good as any of them. So let's go back to the beginning of human design and back to Ibiza in Spain where a gentleman by the name of Alan Krakauer, a Canadian gentleman, was on sabbatical and he was staying on the island in a little stone cottage and he had been out for a meal one night and this is uh, January 1987 and he came home to what he describes as his encounter with the voice as he was just outside his cottage this light came down on him and he basically got hustled inside and that was it for the next eight days and nights he was held hostage to use his terminology by this particular voice and it imprinted him over the course of the next eight days and nights with the information for the human design system as well as revealing to him the origins and the workings of the universe and by the end of it he was a completely different person he had a completely different name he was no longer Alan Krakauer he was Ra Uruhu and Ra spent the rest of his life working with human design 
developing the system for the next few years after the encounter with the voice and then teaching it to others until the time of his death in 2011. And I know I, for one, owe Ra a huge debt of gratitude for going through what he describes as a not a particularly pleasant experience and for you know devoting the rest of his life to this system and you know I'm sure at times it was an incredibly thankless task you know he was regarded as a as a strange one perhaps as is what we would call you know the freak rather than the genius because this information whilst it's only fairly new information. Most people regarded it then and, and some even do now as being way ahead of its time. And so Ra had to work you know, with the knowledge that he had this incredible system and this incredibly powerful system that could help so many people. And in fact, as you've probably heard Nani and I say before, Ra was told that this system was for the children. It's not for us as adults who are learning about it, although it is amazing as an adult to have an understanding of your human design and, and what you are here for. But the voice told him that it was for the children because when we as parents understand human design and understand our children's human design, we can then support them to become the best adults they can become. And of course, them having an understanding of theirs carries it on through the generations. So that's what this is all about. And timing is everything, isn't it? And certainly Ra did have a difficult time in those early years selling human design. It's not so hard for those of us who are working with human design now because there are people, many, many people out there who are looking for answers. And the beautiful thing, the beautiful thing about human design, and once again, I'm sure you've heard me say this before, is that it does have the answers. It is so accurate. It's really, I find it so difficult to articulate the accuracy of this system without sounding like a snake oil salesperson, you know, that I'm trying to sell something because it works and yet you don't know that it works until you try it. But it is incredible. And with my design, I have a design that needs certainty. Most of us have a design that needs certainty. And human design is the one thing that has been able to give me certainty. And it proves this certainty to me pretty much every single day that I work with it. It proves it to me. And with every client that I work with, you know, that it's almost impossible for a client to say no 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 that's not right and almost invariably on those rare occasions when somebody has said to me oh no no that's not me when we look a little deeper we find that they've been conditioned or they sit with the information for a couple of days and they realize oh yes actually it is me but most of the time we recognize ourselves and the truth of who we are immediately so after this eight-day encounter, Ra spent the next few years putting the system together. He created the body graph from the information that he had been given 
and the methodologies and the the understandings of how it all worked. He put together what is known as the rave I Ching, which is the human design interpretation of the 64 archetypical energies based around the Chinese I Ching, how the conscious and the unconscious energies work together and you know what it all meant and he then went around the world basically teaching this information and he had a number of people who worked very very closely with him over those early years and then they went off and taught people themselves and people of my generation when we talk about you know the generations of human design teachers out there people of my generation have learned from these people very often who learned from Ra which is certainly the case for me. One of my teachers, Karen Curry-Parker, learnt directly from Ra and other teachers that I have had have learnt from Ra and some of them have even been second generation who have learnt from people who were very close to Ra. So the information itself is quite incredible and it has been obviously it has been interpreted by other people but basically for the most part the information has been fairly consistent and so it should be I think that's my personal belief I know that everybody who has been touched by this information particularly every teacher who's been touched by this information has perhaps been able to add to it a little bit and I know that some of the purists disapprove of that And I think as an individual, you need to make up your own mind where you feel comfortable on the scale of following the exact teachings through to some information which has really been changed quite a bit from the original downloaded information. And I know also that there are some people out there who are very, very good at teaching it at teaching human design, are very good at doing readings, very good at interpreting information, but not just at interpreting information, very good at having the person they are reading for actually understand and you know to get that information. Because one of the issues with human design is that it is complex, if you don't already know that. It is very complex. And so having somebody who can break it down for you is very, very important. So in 1781, the planet Neptune was discovered. What does this mean? What what does that have to do with the price of eggs? Well, what history teaches us is that it was around about this time that the Age of Enlightenment started. And it started with pretty much with the discovery of Neptune. And it was around about this time that, you know, the apple fell on Newton's head and we started thinking about things a little differently. At that time, we went from being, according to the teachings of human design, we went from being seven energy-centered beings to nine energy-centered beings. So you might recall I mentioned that one of one of the esoteric sciences that human design is based on is the Hindu chakra system. And there are, according to the chakra system, seven body chakras. Human design teaches us that in 1781, there was a mutation that took place at this time of the discovery of the planet Uranus. And the heart chakra split in two 
and what we know of as the solar plexus chakra split in two. And the heart chakra became the identity center and the will center or ego center. And the solar plexus chakra, the one that we know as the solar plexus chakra, split in two and became the spleen center and the emotional solar plexus center. So that's how we went from being seven energy center or seven chakra beings to nine energy center beings. And that's why when you look at a human design chart, you'll see that it has the nine shapes on it. They are directly linked to the chakras and the energies that the chakras represent. That's when we lost our need for using our head to work out strategies and started to be able to use our bodies to make decisions for us. Some would argue that we are still up in our heads, but changes on the way yet again. Now, we are actually, according to Ra and the voice, slated for another mutational change and a very big change in 2027 and you know that's kind of what all of this this spiritual movement is all about now according to human design it's getting us ready for this next major mutation now i have heard people say that the date is not quite right but according to human design 2027 is when this next mutation is due to happen that was my dog sneezing Shouldn't be inside sleeping on the couch, but she is. So now I've just explained to you a little bit more about how the chakras are involved in human design. Let's have a talk about the Chinese I Ching. For those of you who are not familiar with the Chinese I Ching, it is one of the most ancient books ever written. It's a book that contains information on the 64 archetypical energies it's called it translates I Ching translates to book of changes and so if you've ever heard of the book of changes or the Chinese I Ching this is what we're referring to and there are as I said 64 different energies and they are represented in human design by the 64 gates in the human design system we also have the Kabbalah or the tree of life This is the Judaic Kabbalah and the channels that run between the energy centers, they have a correlation to the Kabbalah. So you can see that it's really taken in so many different wisdoms. And I like to think of modern day science, quantum science in particular, as being our own kind of esoteric science. Because back in those days when astrology and the chakra system, etc., were being used, they were their science. And quantum science is our science. And then, of course, we've got astrology. And astrology in human design, we use that because the planets are constantly moving. If you like, if you can imagine this, the 64 gates of human design, they're static in their position in our galaxy. But the planets aren't. The planets are consistently moving and they move through the gates according to their transit times, you know, the the time that it takes them to orbit. So, of course, 
the moon orbits very quickly so the moon moves through the gates the whole 64 gates in the 29 days that it takes for it to go through its full cycle the earth takes 365 days to move through all the gates saturn and jupiter take months three four five months and so on and so on neptune and pluto take a very long time to move through the gates and so the planets as they go through the gates they have an effect on us as they do in astrology the planets are a major part of astrology now what human design teaches us is that we are all programmed by a stream of consciousness, a stream of information that comes to us via tiny, 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 tiny subatomic particles called neutrinos, which were discovered by science in 1959. And neutrinos, they're basically stardust. So they originate from the sun and from other stars in our Milky Way galaxy and a little bit from Jupiter as well, according to the information that Ra got. And they come through our galaxy towards us and they are programmed with information as they pass through various planets and objects and points in the galaxy and when they hit us they they program us they give us information now at the time of our birth we are programmed with the information according to where the planets were at that very second of our birth. And that makes up what is known as our conscious or our personality design. That's represented by those black lines on your chart. And 88 astrological degrees, approximately 90 days prior to your birth and it doesn't matter whether you were premature or whether you were born naturally or by cesarean it doesn't matter the circumstances of your birth 88 astrological degrees or around three months prior to your birth your unconscious design was formed and that was based upon where the planets were at that particular time so that's how we get the red and the black lines in the chart the unconscious and the conscious so just to hopefully make that a little bit clearer because i don't have nani here to moderate what i'm saying <laughs> the red part which is the unconscious part of you comes from where the planets were approximately three months before you were born and the black lines are your personality or conscious design and they come from where the planets were at the time of your birth and when you put those into the body graph, you'll see where gates meet up and you get a channel. On either end of the channel, you have a defined energy center. So you can see how the body graph is built from all of this information. It's really quite fascinating when you start to look at it. Now, Ra was a manifester. For those of you who are interested, he was a 5-1 manifester and... He was perfectly built for the job of initiating things, of getting the ball rolling, which is exactly what he did with human design. He got the ball rolling. He created the system. He 
put it all together. He kind of burned himself out doing that, I might add, because he's a manifester. He doesn't have access to sacral energy. And he taught other people how to run the system. And then he did a lot of teaching from his permanent base for the rest of his life. He said, and I I think he's right, that it takes seven years to decondition yourself completely from the time that you first get to know your human design it takes seven years and you know that has to do with a few things it certainly has to do with the fact that it takes seven years for your body's cells to renew themselves if you go back to the chakra system you know that teaches us that our bodies go through seven year cycles and that that is the perfect amount of time for us to grow into a new cycle into a, a new unconditioned version of ourselves and when I say unconditioned I mean a version of ourselves that fully appreciates who we are and the truth of who we are and who doesn't need to rely on what other people tell us we should be, what marketing tells us we should be, what we were told at school that we should do or how we should behave or how much energy we should have or how much activity we should be doing, all of those sorts of things that are kind of conditioned into most of us. It's the rare person that you come across that really hasn't been conditioned in any way. And yeah, it takes seven years to get rid of that conditioning. So I'm sure for some of you, this episode's brought up more questions (laughs) than it has answers. And if it has, then... I'd invite you to check out your design and see what it is about your design that's causing you to ask these questions. I know for me with my Open G Center and my Gate 62, I really do need to get to the the little details of things and so this sort of stuff really lights me up. But I think it's very helpful for everyone to understand that Yes, you know, this is this is new. It is relatively new. I mean, when you think about the fact that those other esoteric sciences that I referred to earlier are all thousands of years old and human design is literally just over 30 years old, it's really, it's a baby and it's asking us to take a big leap to really embrace this information until we realise very quickly just how incredible it is and how life-affirming it is and how it helps with ease and grace and flow in our lives if we know how it is we are designed to live our lives. So thank you so much for listening. If you do have any questions, please let us know. You can shoot me an email on my website, which is findyournaturalgroove.com or on Nani's website, be you with Nani. Or you can email us both at oilsbydesignpodcast at gmail.com. We would be more than happy to answer your questions and and maybe fill in some of the gaps for you we can do it on the podcast and if you are interested in knowing more about what we do jump onto our websites beyouwithnani.com or findyournaturalgroove.com I didn't talk about essential oils today because it's really not so relevant to this information side of human design but 
Nani and I both have essential oils businesses. We both use them all the time with our families and with ourselves from a therapeutic perspective, but also in helping to support us to get into alignment with our human design. They are the tool that we reach for first when it comes to helping us to be aligned. So we would both love to help you. So jump on either one of our websites for that information. And it would be a huge help to us if you could leave us a rating on iTunes, ideally a five-star rating, and if you could write us a review, that would be even better because that helps this information get to more people. It also helps us to know (laughs) that you are hearing what we're saying and you like it because maybe we're saying the wrong thing, maybe we're wasting our time. So if you have the time and the inclination, we would so appreciate it if you could do that. And thank you so much to those of you who have already done that for us. We really do appreciate it. Until next episode, when Nani will rejoin me, have a great week and we shall see you then. Bye everyone.